0: The word of the Lord, from Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, Tell his disciples and Peter what he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from Mark 16 and serves the basis of our Easter theme, on the last day, we too shall rise. Today we look at the text of Mark and the resurrection of our Lord and we proclaim with boldness the reality that he is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Early on that first Easter, we see Mary, Mary Magdalene, and Salome going through the routine that everyone knew that they must be done upon the death of a loved one. Because the first century Jews did not embalm their loved ones, They would follow up upon the burial with spices to perfume the body with the same loving care that was showered on him in Bethany with the woman who anointed his body with a pure nard. Here and now, we see why she was so important in our gospel lesson last week on Passion Sunday because she completed the work of anointing the body that the woman would never have an opportunity to do today. And so they come. The routine is simple, the expectations are regular, and the action mundane, but this would all change the moment they came upon the tomb. For what they apprehended at the tomb could never be considered simple. What laid in wait for them was anything but regular, and subsequent action would be anything but mundane. There's no question they came to the tomb with that mournful daze that so many of us have experienced at the death of a loved one. You know that they are buried, but life goes on, doesn't it? There are insurance forms to fill out. There are wills to be read. There are estates to be executed. There are friends and family to commiserate with. But all in all, life still goes and the mere mundane nature of routine actually helps us to continue. We have to go back to work. We have to clean the house. We have to do the laundry. We have to feed our children and ourselves. Because someone dies, life does not allow us to stand still indefinitely. And so we continue on in the days that keeps us going without even thinking about what we are doing. We see that days today with Mary and Salome. They simply forgot to bring someone to help roll away the brutally heavy stone from the tomb. Or they forgot the gardener that would normally be tending the tombs would not likely be there so early in the morning. And in their days, they come to the tomb not realizing that all their concerns and more had already been alleviated before they could ever have gotten there. As soon as they arrived at the tomb, they were snapped out of their days with the unexpected and reality of the stone having been rolled away from the entrance to the tomb. Who would be here so early? Did someone else decide to come? Did we buy all these expensive perfumes for nothing? And immediately upon going into the tomb, if they were not shocked before, they would be by the presence of the young man in white whom they did not know, but whom clearly knew who they were coming for. This on all the days where the routine should have been just that, the unexpected took over and changed the world right then and right there. First, there was the expectation to find the dead. And instead, they found a young man and an angel of the living. Second, they expected to tell others that they tended to the dead. But instead, they heard that Jesus was living. Finally, they expected that their story would be a simple story of doing their duty to their beloved friend, but instead they were given the commission to tell the disciples and tell Peter that he had indeed risen and would meet them later in Galilee. The end of this account can leave us with a question. Did they actually tell anyone, even after they left the garden and finally calmed down? After all, this seems to be a very disconcerting place to end this wonderful account of the resurrection of our Lord. I think it can best be answered by Luther's favorite verse that is found in our psalm for the day. I will not die, but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. There's no question that they did indeed go and finally tell the others. And we know because of one undeniable fact. We are here today proclaiming that he has risen indeed. We believe that we will not die eternally. We are carrying on today the message of what the Lord has done. What they were eyewitnesses to, what they saw with their own eyes, what many disciples were even willing to die for, is the truth that Jesus did indeed rise from the dead and his mastery over death for us. Are we afraid sometimes? Yes. Because what God has done is totally unexpected. God has forced us from the ultimate routine of suffering for our sins by suffering in such a way that no other religion would ever accept for their God. But for our true God, the only God having been revealed In the flesh, as Christ took the routine of this world and gave us the unexpected, unexpected forgiveness of sins, unexpected promise of life eternal, and unexpected new heaven and new earth where the routine of sin would never reign again. Just as He is risen, so at the last day we too will rise. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.